good evening and welcome back to the Dark Side Live podcast. So tonight we've got an absolutely amazing guest on. We've got Will Everett. And now Will himself is obviously a coach. Uh, we're going to go into a lot, a lot of different contexts tonight and content because there's so much to cover. So much to cover within this just one podcast itself. Um, especially with, obviously we've got mutual friends that obviously um, and of each other. Um, and plus also it would just be really, really good to just try and get that, obviously that diverse a put back in the podcast um as i've always tried every week i'm not trying to mix it up um so far i've got about 11 guests and potentially looking to try and fit in before christmas but if not we'll get as many as we can okay so like i said tonight we've got will Everett on tonight um one i'm really looking forward to um i mean will's got a lot a lot of great content himself um he's got he's just covers so much wide variety um within itself there so like I said, saying there for everybody just join us. Uh, so obviously, like I said, we've got about 11 guests, 11 or 12 guests potentially on the guest list. Um, if we can fit it in before Christmas, great. If not, we'll do the best we can. Okay, so I'm just trying to really get that um, in there. So I see Will's just joined us there. As soon as that request comes across, I'll get straight on to it. Just wait for the load up as always. Hopefully, he'll play tonight. Especially this time of night there. Evening, Dan. Just wait, hopefully wait for this to connect. Because some reason, Instagram has been... It's been tricky. It's been tricky for the last few weeks there. Um, just trying to get a connection. Uh, especially on the IGTV. Especially this time of night. Um, it's always a bit of a tricky um, connection there. Um, just obviously just wait for that to connect up there um, just whilst it is connecting like I said every time we do the uh, podcast always put on afterwards stories where you can follow the guests um, I've just obviously uploaded all the podcasts onto iTunes as well over to Spotify there um, and then basically you can listen to it as well as obviously watch it re-watch it on the IGTV um, but what I'll do is just try it again there um, just going to just try this once more here on this way because uh, I know it's really really tricky uh, especially this time of night for some reason IGTV it started to do that way right. there we go boom Eddie, sorry about that I think no, no. How's no it going? worries buddy yeah yeah good well yourself yeah do you know what I feel a little bit under the weather today and I think it yeah. could be COVID because I had to go Ooh. for a test <laughs> yeah so, yeah I'm all right though it just feels like a cold so it's it's okay I had a text to say I needed to go and get tested because I've been in contact with someone and had to go for right. a test. And then I got an email today saying the results are inconclusive, so I've got to go again. <laughs> oh, that's always the worst, isn't it? It's always the worst, especially when you get that inconclusive test. You know, let's yeah. just hope it comes back as that negative. You know, let's just hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. I'm all right, though. You know, it, good, for good. me, it's, it's just like having a bit of a cold, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah good good thanks mate uh just really busy at the moment I'm, obviously i'm trying to fit in as many obviously guests as possible for christmas uh we'll, so, do, we'll do the best we can but it's absolutely pleasure you're coming on today yeah thank uh, somebody, you so much for inviting no, you, me. we do appreciate it no you're more than welcome now obviously we've got like obviously mutual friends um as well as in lee um yeah, yeah we've got some, had some really good conversations between ourselves over the time but tonight it's just going to be an absolutely great one so tonight obviously I always do this just jump straight in so who is will everett Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so my name's Will. I currently manage two energy fitness gyms and I do some online classes for different gyms as well. But the reason why I'm here tonight to, to speak to you, Chris, is I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and an NLP master practitioner. So I do behavioral coaching 
and I am a mental health first aider. And the reason why I do all of that is because I just love to help people become the best version of themselves. So whether that's therapy or life or business coaching or just a chat, you know, whatever I can, can be for whoever needs me, just an ear to listen or a shoulder to cry and whatever it is, it's all about helping people that uh, want to better themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Now, have you found, I mean, obviously we've gone through such a challenging year this time and I know we, obviously, you know, yourself and everybody else who's obviously watching and obviously eventually listening, um, obviously, unfortunately, obviously because of the suicide rate has, you know, has just rocketed this yeah. year, you know, and, and to be honest, I think if, if every one of us could like even just help one person, you know, and I think that's what it is, you know, just to help out. I mean, have you seen that? like increase in people actually approaching yourself and just saying, I just, I need your help. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I've just seen, so I've just seen stigma wear come into the yeah. chat and I'm wearing one of their jumpers. It's all about, awesome. uh, you know, getting rid of the stigma of, of mental health and talking about it. So I'm glad they've joined. So yeah, Happy. absolutely. I've had more inquiries because I, um, I, I've been doing more classes and expanding my reach yeah. uh, a lot. Of, and the more, testimonials i post on my page which are all absolutely you know truthful they're, they're yeah. messages, lovely messages that people send me the more people get in contact and i think what's happened is mental health has suffered this year yeah but also with the work that we're all doing you know yourself myself and, and you know stigma where who's here as well and loads yeah. of other people um have been talking about mental health and the more we talk about it and the more normal it becomes to talk about the more people are reaching out. So, um, yes, there's been an increase. Of course, you won't surprise you that most of it is anxiety and stress. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the main the main one, really. Yeah, definitely. Because I think was it myself? Because I've been spent a long time, like obviously breaking down barriers, looking at different ways. Like, what is it? And I've I've always said it because I kind of put it is within every basis of mental health, you've got to have the two: your anxiety and your depression. They're kind of like the, the foundations of it. Now we're going to like, obviously I've had no, apart from obviously just doing like level ones and level twos myself, just in mental health um, mm. issues, but I've looked at it and I thought the biggest area, and I know I have wrote a post about this and I actually repost it as well. The reason why I felt it is frustration. That is your yeah. biggest underline because when somebody's in that position where they feel helpless, it is frustration. They feel like I can't go forward. I can't go backwards. I don't know what to do. So they find themselves in that, in that like kind of headspace. But then also, like I said, com comparatively, if you look at that as a, I call it the pressure cooker. So yeah. you kind of throw in all the different, you know, ingredients, if you want to call them like the it, depression, the anxiety, you know, every part of it there. And even obviously then leads onto the panic attacks, et cetera. And it yeah. obviously builds. We look at it as that pressure cooker. So the more you put in of those different ingredients and then yeah. shut the lid and you let that pressure build and build and build, you need that escape valve. Now, this is the part that people kind of have to have in their life now whether it be and let's just have a look at it in that positive way you know mm -hmm. this and obviously you know yourself through the gyms as well and we can get onto that part as well that's a massive 100 percent benefit to people's health there as yeah. well as obviously on the other part of it i see the nlp that's really really good now yeah. obviously with those parts there we need to find that way of right communication and this is one of the best ways i've found is yeah. that social media reach using it in that positive way you know, and it's it's always and it's also I said something today because I've been doing some obviously breath work with a group called um, Conscious Connections. So it's a friend of mine, Sam Murray and David McLean, and basically we're doing a lot of the Wim Hof stuff. So it's really, really finding new techniques. And like I know NLP, it's quite a 
unknown part. I know there's a lot of it, and there's something that was really going to help people out there. Yeah. And I think we can cover on a lot of different therapies there. But if you just want to jump in there as well, Will, and just explain what is NLP to people. Yeah, I mean, NLP is about how I how I describe it is, is people's strategies that they build up to justify beliefs and behaviours. So a lot of the work I do is around identity. So what we do is we get into a state where we create our own identity and it could be negative or positive and then associated beliefs come underneath those. So I can do this or I can't do that or I'm not a gym person or nobody likes me or I've got depression, et cetera, et cetera. And then associated behaviours um, are linked to those beliefs. Yeah. So they're unable to do so, some things and very clearly able to do a lot of others, um, a lot of it being negative behaviours. Yeah. So what we do is we in life, we, we usually go to people and we, we go in at the behaviours and as friends and family and colleagues, we say, well, can't you just, you know, what this cliche is saying, can't you just pull yourself out of it? Can't you just yeah. pull yourself up from being depressed? And of course, sometimes that is all someone needs to hear and they can go, okay, yeah, actually, I just need someone to, you know, give me a, give me a kick up the butt, basically. Yeah. Um, but usually that is that um, increase or improvement is only short lived. Yeah. And then we get frustrated with people because we're like, come on, why can't you just do it? Just pull yourself out of it. And then it doesn't last. And the person that tries to make the change feels even worse because they realize they're stuck. So what I say is, is that until you change the identity, they're not able to change the associated beliefs and behaviours. So what I do is go in at the identity, cr crash the, the, the first one, get rid of the first one, and then build a new one. And I often call it someone's Jenga block. You know the board game, yeah. you build up the blocks. I, pull, I ask questions to pull the blocks out until it comes crashing down, but then you've yeah. got to build another one. And so I do a lot of mirroring and matching and role modeling and, and loads of different stuff to create new identities. But before we get there, you have to work out what the gain is because we gain yeah. from everything we do. Every positive behavior, every behavior has a positive gain. So once I've worked out what the gain is, you can then substitute that with the gain elsewhere, change the identity, create a new one, new beliefs, new behaviors, Bish, bash, bosh. <laughs> but it's yeah. not it's not obviously is is a lot more long-winded than that um and you know one that i picked up on recently is i've been doing a lot of work with trendfit.tv they're an online uh, class platform they've got things like boxing and yoga and pilates and dance yeah. fit and it's great so i do meditation and what i'm getting is a lot of people saying um can i do your gastric band therapy so i can make someone believe that we're in a gastric band and they'll lose weight but obviously it just makes them get fuller quicker and yeah. if they're overeating now then they're going to overeat with that yeah so when there's a problem with food there's always underlying issues and i've dug up quite a few really bad underlying issues that lead people to eat to make themselves feel better so there's a whole tied in this whole network of things tied in with each other and then of course overweight can lead to depression etc etc so it's finding what's under the surface that leads to the behavior that then that then sort can help sort it so there's two different methods as a therapist i look at the past and as nlp yeah. i look at the future so do both yeah yeah, yeah sure it's, it's almost like that that tug of war isn't it it's like the past mm -hmm. and, and then there's the future and it's kind of like pulling at each other and i know obviously like um there's some, there's some great people out there, obviously, including yourself there. And you've got people who are so controversial, but you kind of, I don't know how much you agree with this one. You've got people like James Smith, uh, PT. Uh, I've seen just, him, yeah. yeah, yeah. James is like basically saying, you know, 
looks at it, it's like that calorie deficiency, you know? So you've got to look at it's like, what are you eating? Are you burning off more than you eat, basically? And then you've got people like Paul, um, Paul Moore as well. Um, yeah. Now, Paul, Paul is basically said it himself. You're not born with depression. You're born with anxiety. You create that yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of great people out there. And I think yeah. that's what it is, is there's so many people out there with different perspectives and different ways of looking at it. But when you break it down, you can see that individual pattern that it is helping people in, but in different ways. Cause I've found that myself as humans, we respond in different ways. So to me, you know, like CBT to me was given, it was like, that didn't work for me because I had to go back further and further and deeper and deeper to find out what the problem is. And I had to then identify the problem is it's a bit like myself. When I was, when I left the military, they gave us medication, but they didn't give us actually what the diagnosis was. Yeah. They knew what the, you know, this kind of, I was getting anxiety, I was getting panic attacks, depression, but they basically didn't give it a name. So you can't associate it with anything with these behaviors, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So then you need to work with somebody who can then identify what these are. And I found myself, the more I've talked about, like what, you know, my kind of life stories, I call it, it's become normalized. And I hope like, obviously the work that obviously I do and the work you do, it kind of normalizes that, that behavior or that pattern, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's loads of people out there with loads of experience, people out there with qualifications, people out there with no qualifications. And I think we're equally as important as each other because a lot of this is just allowing yourself to identify um, issues with other people. And, you know, if you say to them, are you okay today? And they go, yeah, but you know they're not, push them and say, look, talk, I know you're not. And I know a lot, I've I've picked that up from somebody else's social media, actually, but... Just sometimes being there to listen to someone is all they need. And then if you're not qualified or you're not sure what to say, you can pass them on to somebody else. But the first step is the identification, not letting people try and persuade you they're okay if they're not. If you feel down, try just be honest with someone um, and then pass them on to a qualified individual if they need it. But the the main thing we need here is for people, for this to be normalised, for people to feel they can speak out. How do we do that? We make it so that we listen when they, when they talk. We listen when they talk. And that's the main thing. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that's the biggest part. Because I've said it myself, you, you need to, and especially if people were in your own circle, you'll yeah. always see people's behaviours and people's behaviours change. Now I've seen a big decrease in the amount of follow, like people have shut their accounts down. You know, maybe because of the negativity. But I've also said, I look at this, social media is a great tool if used properly. But that's only, it's the same as your own circle around yourself in real life. You you know, you surround yourself with positive people and the best people you can possibly, who inspire you, who help you, who stand by Mm -hmm. you. You create that circle of friends and that influence around you. If it's positive influence, great, go with it. If it's negative, reduce it. The same as your outside influence. But also the other part of it as well, it's great saying that. If you see somebody's behavior, now I've seen like, say for example, I I, I downloaded the followers app the Instagram followers app. So when it, yeah. somebody, when it um, like unfollows, but what it also allows you to see is the people who have shut their accounts down. It'll yeah. just give you like basically a line. It's a dead account. And what it is, is there's been a couple of times when I've seen people's friends of mine, their names have popped up and I've thought, right, what's happened? So I might go to somebody who they know better than me 
And I said, mm. oh, have you heard of so-and-so? I, they, they've shut their account down. And I did yeah. it with uh, obviously a friend of mine, Mark Hundy. And obviously you had Dean Hammond. And Dean obviously like messaged me and went, yeah, he's good. He's in comms with everybody, you know, with the people he's good. And that's great. That's, that's the time when you need to identify yeah. now tools like that are great because you kind of yeah. you can kind of keep that positive track on people now if you know yourself or someone's behavior doesn't quite match their usual if one yeah. moment they, you know if they're quite happy on that on that daily basis and then suddenly you start seeing that little bit something change or they might change the way their content is or their context yeah. you can see people's behavior especially if an outsider is better than an insider Yes, and I, yeah, and I think that's when you've got to take that action and approach them, or even just every week. Make sure you, you know, you, you're watching out for your own friends. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the best tool you can physically do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I was saying in one of my classes the other week, how about just picking a good deed for tomorrow? Find phone five of your friends that you haven't spoken to in a while, yeah. just to see how they are. Not for any other purpose. Not for do you want to meet other drinks? Do you want to do this or that? Have you heard about this or that? Just call them and say. I'm calling to find out how, how you are yeah. and just be there and listen. And I think there's where the stigma will start to end because a lot of the time also, I think people shy away from it because they don't know how to react as well. People yeah. can become a little bit too scared to help ask or help someone because they, they literally don't know what to say, but you don't need to say anything. You just need to listen. Yeah. And don't exactly. judge and just say, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying and I'm sorry you're going through that at the moment and what can I do for you? And then, you know, refer to a professional if you need to. Um, but but be the first port of contact. Allow them to open up to you. And, yeah, as you say, just just look for behaviours that are a bit different and contact people and say, you know, how are you? Is everything all right? Yeah, definitely. Because I think what it is is in a society, social media, like you say, I use it as a tool. And it's in a positive tool, same as yourself. But also, yes, there's going to be the negative part. But also, people, I always say that, look at what you're following, who you're following. Is yes. it positive? Does it have a positive effect on your life? If it yeah. doesn't, then why are you following? Or say yeah, it's outside, that's, you know, that circle. Yeah. You reduce Stop the negativity. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same as myself. I don't follow, say, news articles because I don't trust that. Yeah. You know, where it's a mainstream newspaper, media, I don't trust what's put there. Because to Definitely. me, it's like it's quite easy to create something that we don't know the truth to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially if you are kind of predisposed to feeling anxious as well, because those small things can you can make them feel huge and, and become yeah. really, really important. So, yeah, absolutely. And if there's no benefit to you, then what's the point? And that goes through your whole life, isn't it? And I often do things with people and exercise with clients if they're feeling low or down or depressed or however, however, or whatever words they use to to describe it. It's, we do a very simple exercise over two weeks. I get them to record everything they do and rank it from one to 10 on how it, how much it makes them happy. One being really, really, really unhappy, 10 feeling amazing. And after two weeks, I've got a clear list of everything in their life that makes them feel one to five and a six to 10. And then you've got three, three options to, to do. We do less of the one to fives. We do more of the six to tens, or we move some of the one to fives to six to tens by changing the purpose in your life. So I'll give you a live example. One of the ladies yeah. who's my dear friend now, um, she asked for some coaching around work. She's a kid's coach and she also um, works a day job at home. That doesn't really fulfill her. It really gets you know, in the way of her doing the coaching and, and it doesn't tick all those boxes. So she ranked that a three, her job. 
Yeah. But coaching was a nine or a 10. And I said to her, well, if you think of your job as only the only purpose of you working that job is to pay your bills so that you can do more coaching and you're not expecting anything else from that job, but just to pay your bills, how would you rank it now? And she said, oh, it's an eight. So immediately I removed the negativity from it by redefining the purpose in her life. And so that's what I do with a lot of people because so many people aren't self-aware and they don't know what makes them happy and what makes them upset and they never really reflect on it. And so it's quite an easy exercise to do to then just do more of the six to tens. Yeah, definitely. Because I know someone that obviously I've spoken to a lot of people and I know one of the, one of the tools that a lot of people use is the gratitude list. Yeah. So it's so simple, like yeah. three a day. And I know yeah. I was listening to a great podcast with James Clear and mm -hmm. he, he said it himself. He used to, he did it for a good few years, but what he kept doing was every day. And you'd think it was the same. You'd be put, writing the same thing down, our oh, family, friends, you know, yeah. this, that. And he says, after a few weeks, he started seeing a change and he started shifting what he's grateful for. And it's these little tools that you see that shift because it all evolved. Mm -hmm. We evolve at different levels and different, but also yeah. I think a lot of times we're quite externally, we're bombarded with so much that yeah. we kind of got to shut that out because yeah. it's great. You can look at it because I came down and I remember when I was in, uh, I was working a job in sales, but a lot of the tools I got from that sales helped us with what I'm doing now because I kind of looked at it. It's this great little tool called wants and needs. So what it is we actually want, but what is it we actually need? Yeah. But when we define that in terms of our everyday life, so what do, do we look at something and think, do we want that or do we actually need that? So you change the dynamic and you change the, the kind of like, do, you know, are we just looking at something and thinking, right, I, do I want that PS5 or do I need it? Mm -hmm. You know, so you change yeah. the whole dynamics, isn't it? And I suppose we can look at it because we're so, like I said, every day we're bombarded and we see something, I like this, I like that. But what are we yeah. actually liking? Are, are, and, you know, and we are influenced externally, but we're going oh, yeah. to stop. And I think, well, I think reflection is one of the greatest tools we can use, reflection and gratitude, because then we can kind of define that. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I agree with the, you know, the, what you were saying about the gratitude. And, you know, so you'll start off with things like the obvious stuff, like friends, family, etc. Yeah. And then, you know, one of the ladies I was from my gyms that I was coaching, she said, you know what, I never even think about how grateful I am to get up in the morning and watch the sunrise. And actually, that makes me feel an, a 10 on this list. And so, you know, once you start to recognise all those and I call them little things, but they're not little if they make you feel great. If you start to to recognise those things that perhaps we take for granted, then, um, you know, you can the list of things that make you happy is so much more excessive than the things that upset you. And you're absolutely right around want and need. And, you know, if you want things that you, you want, you work for them and you get them, but don't don't stress about it just just work hard for it and allow yourself to achieve those things because that's success but if you find yourself in a place where you're down because all you're thinking about is all the things you don't have i mean if you if we focus on all the things we don't have we'll always be unhappy won't we you're never going to have everything and so if you do focus on the things that you do have then that's when that's when we feel much better. And social media can either help or hinder that. It just depends who you follow and how you're, you know, as I say, predisposed to it. Because 
obviously social media is everybody's highlight reel. They're not going to put all the bad stuff that's happening to them. Yeah. And those of us that do and share that are, that's where we connect with people more. But you know, you see people with bundles of cash and on holiday and a nice car and all that. No wonder other people look at it and go, oh, I want that in my life. I want that. But they're, they're suffering with what they're, they're suffering as well. Don't think everybody's got that perfect life just because they're showing you their car and their holiday and their big wads of cash. I mean, to be fair, without sounding too judgmental, they've probably got a load of stuff going on if they feel the need to do that. Yeah, definitely. Because I know, like myself, when you look at, like, and I think that's what it is, because that when people have spoken out behind the scenes and says, yeah, I just did that because I was told to do that. It's part of like that act. Now, something I've, I've told us, exactly, it's just creating that's that persona. You've got to yeah. remember, people who are in the public eye, they are just creating that persona. They live in that persona. And I know yeah. that I got told this story a good few years ago. Now, and it was actually about a doctor. He was actually a surgeon. Now, he was obviously paid a lot, a lot of money. He kind of he obviously enjoyed what he did at his job. And then one day, he started losing that. Well, you know, and he, he just thought myself, all I'm doing. And, and it was the stress and the pressure that was getting to him because obviously the, the job itself. Yeah. And he actually just one day thought, I need to change. I need to remove this stress and pressure because I was going home. He was drinking. Yeah. He was smoking. You know, he was trying to just just block this out to get through day by day by day because it's such a massive stress level. So what yeah. he did was he became a bin man. Yeah. Now that sounds incredible, really, from going yeah. from a surgeon to a bin man. But what he did was he found happiness in that purpose mm. because it completely removed you know that stress level and i think sometimes because we do i agree that i think we personally create our own levels of stress majority of the time look sometimes it is external they we yeah. can be in situations but once again you've got to remove yourself from that external or you know from that situation but yes. a lot of times we kind of create our own panic we create our own course, anxieties yeah. we own the dialogue it's yeah yeah dialogue. exactly but i think something that i've kind of worked on a lot of times and and i call it that obviously you, you know like you look at like the swat like you got your strengths weaknesses you know and uh, you know other than threats you know all the different parts of that but what is it is take that part in there what are your strengths what are your weaknesses and i think what it is is and i've kind of like looked at a lot of different things and i've kind of brought my management skills into it as well into what yeah. i do so i kind of look and i think okay right we've got to work on the basics because as i was yeah. told in martial arts if you can't do the basics well, same as the military, if you can't do the basics well, you'll never get anything else right. So you've yeah. got to lay that foundation. And that's something great with yourself because you mix the NLP, which you'll strengthen mentally, but you'll also work on physically. And I know with, uh, obviously with this year, it's, and, I, and I've openly said it, I don't agree with shutting gyms down. I don't think yeah. they should ever be shut down. They should be there for people every day. I don't agree. How can you have, like, say, fast foods and takeaways open, but yet you can't have a gym open? Exactly. Yeah, you and, know? They, and, and, they shut, and they shut gyms before pubs and open yeah. pubs before gyms. And what are we saying to the public? We're saying to them that it's safer to go to a pub than it is a gym. Now, I've been to many different pubs, walked past them, looked in. Their social distancing I'm sorry to say, I haven't seen many that manage it very well. Whereas gyms, especially my gyms, yeah. is, is like very rigorous on, on what you can and can't do. And, you know, bottom line is the government opened pubs because they make more money off of alcohol tax exactly. than they do off the fitness industry. And that's it. But the, the public are very easily persuaded to do things. I mean, 
NLP, I know all about manipulation and the brain is very, very easily manipulated. If a person of power or influence says to you, this is safe, people listen. I mean, look at Donald Trump in America telling people that you can drink bleach and a load of people ended up hospitalized because they could drink bleach. I mean, luckily enough, everybody, most people had a bit of common sense and realized they wouldn't, but there were some people. And so once you recognize that and realize that we can influence everybody, anything from the right word to just a smile um then it's all about making sure that you do what you can because even a bad word you never know what that's going to do to people so yeah it's um at the gyms that i manage i manage energy fitness in old street and bethnal green and um yeah great social distancing in place but also i get my guys to really connect with members and their and PTs with their clients by talking to them around the real reasons that they join a gym. Now, most people go to a gym and they say, I want to get bigger, I want to get stronger, I want to get thinner, I want to get fitter. But why? What has drawn you to that decision? So it's not just about losing weight. There's a reason why you want to lose weight. And one of my guys at Bethnal Green, he was on an exercise bike and I see him there all the time. And, you know, just a normal, hi, how are you doing? And so one day I said to him, why are you, why, why, why do you come to the gym today? He goes, oh, I want to like, lose weight. And I said, no, but why did you really do it? Why do you really come here? And he said, I want to get my life back. And I was like, I was really taken aback. And I thought that is such a powerful statement. Tell me, just tell me your story. And he said, he put on loads of, so this was before this lockdown. Yeah. And he put on loads of weight over the first lockdown. And before that, he was relatively slim. And by losing, by gaining all this weight, he felt like he'd lost himself. He, you know, he lost his identity, lost the life that he had. And he wanted to lose that again. And so that statement will stay with me forever. I yeah. want to get my life back. And I thought that's so powerful. And then once, you know, you connect on that level, that's when you can really get people motivated. That's when clients stay with PTs or stay at the gym because they feel valued And when you connect with someone. And that's what we do in the gyms that I work for. And then I also do uh, classes for TrendFit TV. Yeah. So it's uh, trendfit.tv. And there's a load of online classes like boxing, dancing, meditation is mine and it's really it's only 20 quid a month and basically what we do is we connect with people as instructors because i could go and get any class that i want from any platform but this is about connecting with us as people and connecting with them as members and there's a great community and we're there for each other and um have fun and celebrate success but also we're shoulders a cry on as well and helping hand if people need it so it really does kind of complete that circle if you like it's that holistic approach to health with the physical fitness and the mental wellness as well yeah definitely because i think that's something that everybody's like to myself i can go for a run five days a week six days a week if i wanted to the options are there and go outdoors you know i can pick up weights i've got my own weight sets there but for those people it's not always about that yes it is a therapy because i love working out myself I love like, you know, just putting the headphones on and smashing out a session. But also with the part of that, the gyms that a lot of people don't, this is the part I think people miss the most. It's having that social interaction with others. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that is, you know, and, and to them, it's like, that is where they connect with others. That's their family almost, you know? Yeah. And I think, yes, it, there's a lot, a lot of benefits with like Zoom and, you know, and, 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 and Skype and all the other platforms there. But the part is you can't ever beat that face-to-face. There is that human connection. And I think what it is as well now, maybe, 
you know, let's just hope once this lockdown finishes, let's get it out of the way because I don't yeah. agree with lockdowns. And that's no disrespect for people who are NHS, got massive respect for those who have you know, at the front line fighting it every day. But also you've got to remember that we are human and we are tribal. We don't, yeah. are not well in isolation. That's, I think that's where I kind of look at it is, you know, I look at it as we are, as a society, we are very tribal. We, are, we belong to the groups. We belong to those tribes, you know. Yeah. And I think what it is, is you've got to, like, stop putting money before people. I think that's the other, other part yeah. of it. It's profit before people. Yes, we know the pubs and food and all the rest of it make money. It makes that massive profit. Yeah. But when, and this is something I put out there, but when you kind of look at the suicide, for example, this year, yeah. and look and think, right, people have been isolated they feel trapped. Yeah. What, what is more important? Is it, you know, shutting everything down? Or is it saving people's lives? Because to me, yeah. those people that have taken their own lives, at the end of the day, that was one person. Then there's two people. Then three people. Mm. But at the end of the day, we can't save everybody. And I think that's the bit, it's the hardest bit to live with, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously, being in my profession and doing this, both at the gym and doing my therapy, I, I, I think, oh, if only they just called me, maybe I could yeah. help them, you know, even someone in another country, just God, just pick up the phone and talk to somebody. But obviously, once they reach that place where they want to do it, they're just going to do it. Because yeah. then when people speak out and say, I'm thinking of doing it, they're actually saying, help me. Yeah. Um, because if yeah. you wanted to do it, you'd do it. But I just feel desperately sorry for anybody that gets to a point in their life where they feel the only way out is to, to end their life. And it is just very sad and very upsetting and almost frustrating because you think, could, could we do better in this country? And obviously we know we can, and this is why we're talking about it now. And I think also the government have realized that as well, because no matter what tier you're in now, um, all gyms are open. So yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. now. So they, they have kind of recognised that. Yeah. And that's a really good thing. And, um, you know, it is, it is to, you know, encourage people to get out and get fit and healthy. And if you're still a bit worried about going to a gym, there are online platforms and, you know, PTs are doing online sessions as well. Um, and then there's other groups where you can just sit and have a chat. And, you know, you, you've probably seen on my Instagram all the, the yeah, testimonials yeah. and people yeah. just come into my meditation session, just creating a little bit of a group kind of, feel and in my classes sometimes i'll just watch the people on the screen talk to each other because they can see each other and they just sit and talk and they're building a community and i just sit and join in and we just have a chat and that's the most important thing just creating an on-trend fit we just say why don't you just have a look just sit and watch just sit and watch to kind of what like you're watching tv yeah get out and even walk, watching this you know between you and i just if they're watching live or they're going to watch it back as a recording just watch and and if you've got anything uh, you want to say reach out and i'm lucky enough that the work i'm doing is allowing is persuading people to speak out and i'm getting lots and lots of inquiries now lots of inquiries brilliant brilliant because i think that's what we need i think that's what it is that human connection and the more we talk the more we put things like this out the yeah. more it goes out there and it gets wider spread and I, yeah. and it's everyday normal people and like i said yes you know and it's just, even if, like I always said, from even if you don't want to talk to other people, even if you use a tool like, say, journaling, writing things down, your thoughts of that day, why are you feeling this? What, what yeah. do you feel? What do, you know? And then you maybe start seeing 
little patterns yourself and think, okay, I woke up and just get that normal journal Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday, however you want to split it up. And on day, uh, every morning, write down, how do you feel today? And it's not the, the one to 10 scale. Because, you know, a lot of times... If it you're doesn't putting, matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. It just doesn't matter. Works, yeah. You know, what yeah. And I think that's what it is. If people use little tools, and it's about just those simple suggestions of yeah. try this, try that. And yeah. some of them might just click on somebody and think, actually, I might just try that and then start seeing that pattern. And it's kind of like health, self-help. Because I think the biggest part that people suffer with is they don't acknowledge. If they don't acknowledge they've got a problem, yeah. because they'll kind of always hide away from it. It may be fear, it may be shame, it may be many different. And you know yourself but working also, with clients. Yeah, I mean, also recently I've had a lot of people message me and say, it wasn't until I heard somebody else's story that yeah. I realised that I was the same. And so here's where, you know, I encourage anybody that is going through it or has overcome it to share your story. Because even that, some people don't realise they've got a problem. They just think, this is how I am. And then they listen to somebody else's story and they go, that's, but that's how I feel. And they're saying they've got depression, but yeah. that's how I feel. So do I have depression? And, you know, look, I don't, I don't want to start saying that people have got depression when they don't, but yeah. sharing stories helps. Listening, um, sharing stories getting help, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that we can do to, to kind of make this uh, the norm, if you like. If you've hurt, yeah. if you've got a place in your body that you, you hurt, you ache, you've got an injury, you go and get help. Yeah. And perhaps if we had mental health surgeries, like we have GP surgeries, and GPs are great. Of course, GPs are great. But I suffered with depression in 2012. And I went to the doctor and I said to her, this is how I feel. And I knew in my life that work was the only thing keeping me going. I had to get up every day and I was making yeah. myself go to work. And it was my own life that was really suffering. And I went in and she said to me, I, you know, she said to me, first thing, do you want me to sign you off work? And I was like, well, no. She didn't even ask me if work yeah. was good or bad. She just said, do you want me to sign you off? And I said, no. She said, oh, I'll give you some pills then. And I was like, I don't want pills. I ended up flushing down the toilet pulling out myself, I read The Secret by Rhonda Byrne or The Positivity, yeah. Positive Thoughts, and I got myself out of it and I removed myself from the situation that was causing it. But it really worried me and I thought, God, we're just going to sign people off and give them pills, are we? And when a professional says to you, you can't work and you need to take drugs for this, a lot of people go, oh, okay, yes, I believe you. Yeah. And then, of course, the underlying issues aren't solved. We just put this lovely medical sheen over the top of it by taking drugs. So the more people that talk, the more people that listen, this is what's going to make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Because I know that's a, something that, that's a really good subject you just picked up on there. Because I know that myself, when I left the military, it was exactly that. Turn up yeah. at doctors and it was like, there's some pills. You signed off work anyway. And basically you've forgotten about it. You just chucked on the scrap heap like everybody else. Yeah. And it wasn't until at least eight years, nine years later that I was given a diagnosis. And then they started breaking it down and think, okay, so this is what causes it. This is what the problem is. So yeah. you've got to identify what the issue is. Because we're looking at it is we're all living with stress. And yeah. it's good stress, bad stress. So you've got to identify the two. Because I think yourself, sometimes that having that stress you'll have those good stresses and you'll have yeah. those negative stresses and yeah. i think we've got to identify is it just because you you kind of feel a little bit under pressure one day because yeah. we've got to look, look at it it's like because it depends on the level of stress we put on ourselves now like i said you, you do have good stresses where you put yourself in situations and you need to push yourself and then there's those other stresses that are pushing against you so you've yeah. got to look at it and identify that is it just a bad day or are you do you feel worse than that isn't it there's always looking at is breaking something down 
Yeah, and and uh, the same for anxiety. There is a good anxiety because yeah. we have, you know, it's a fight or flight response, isn't yeah. it? You know, you, if you're stood in, in the middle of a safari and there's a lion in front of you, you need a bit of anxiety to go, right, I need to get out of here yeah. um, or fight it, whatever you're brave enough to do. But it's when it becomes a problem when the perceived threat outweighs um, or frecks you in a normal, um, beyond your normal um, life, if you like, if it starts yeah. affecting life, when the perceived threat, because it's not normally real, is enhanced yeah. by our minds. And that's when it becomes a problem. But obviously, anxiety is a good thing in, with manageable levels, like stress. And if, yeah. that you, if you use that to motivate you, it's amazing. But when it crosses that line where it affects you, that's when it becomes becomes an issue and it's very noticeable as well in a lot of people and if you notice it then that's when you should you know speak out and in yourself as well just saying i can't do this like i need help or, yeah just, just listen yeah definitely because i think that's myself because i kind of look at it is there's a lot of it's how you, the narrative isn't it it's a whole narrative of something so you, like you said you've got the good stresses you've got the bad stresses, you've got the good anxiety bad anxiety but you can find it if even fear Fear is a good thing. You can have someone that's fear because yeah. it's kind of like you know something's going to happen, but then there's that past, like there's always that line. And I know, like, somebody said on there about the services. Now, with myself, I actually came up with a project that I potentially put out there and yeah. I actually spoke to, and this was predominantly about veterans at the time. Yeah. So I kind of looked at it, it's called Bravo Zulu. So basically, my idea was you've got someone called the Covenant Fund for veterans. Now, you've got to take, like, say, they get about £10 million pounds a year for right. each part. Now, why not take, like, that money and, like, basically use it for education, use yeah. it to put, like, people who are just ready to, like, service leavers, you can train them, yeah. you know? You've got, the, you know, at the moment, yes, you have got more teams now in the NHS, and I know, obviously, a couple of friends of mine, Dan and SJ from um, All Call Signs, they've been working down in the south, obviously, with the NHS to try and yeah. get more services because it is, you've got to identify what the problem is. Because, like I said, you turn up at doctors, and that is the usual thing. Oh, do you want a sick note? Do you want pills? Yeah. That's not going to do anything. That's yeah. just covering it up. That's, once again, putting a Band-Aid over something and just yeah. sitting there and think, right, that's going nowhere. And I think it is. You've got to break it down. And I kind of like, and I actually put this idea, and it was actually to an NLP therapist. And but he was more looking at it. It's like a, he liked the idea, but it's also the fact of it is, is using the Covenant Fund. You know, to basically it was putting people through courses. Okay, yeah. so you've got basic MVQ courses, but also it was predominantly for families. Mm -hmm. For example, if they service uh, men and women, uh, because I look at it, the more you educate somebody. The more they understand, the more they can help them people they're around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, know, affects, you have to think of, you know, partners and families that are affected by somebody else having PTSD or, or anxiety. And the more education we can give them to help in those situations. One of my clients, she suffered with anxiety, suffered. She's already she's all right now after two sessions. Um, yeah. But she she said, can you talk to my partner for me? Because he wants to know how he can help. And this is where I, I sent around a petition a while ago around. We, I think we should talk about mental health um, or mental health awareness in schools. I think we should Absolutely. teach them because, yeah. you know, we get in, remember when we're back at school and you have like a fireman come in and they talk to you about yeah. this and you have somebody else come in and we do all of that. We need some sort of like mental health first aider or someone to come in and teach our children what it's about. I mean, obviously it starts at school. Look at how many kids get bullied and how exactly. many kids feel the need yeah. to bully. And obviously anybody that feels the need to bully, they've got mental health issues themselves. 
so it's Definitely. it works as a two-pronged attack so we should be teaching this in schools and then therefore supporting families and imagine if we get our entire generation of people that were taught this in school and to pick up the factors of it and to pick up this and to pick up the signs and then be able to help in some way would be a, a massively different society massively different society but even i I mean, I am, I'm 41 in a month. And even I sometimes, there's been loads on TV and it's about mental health. And I found myself the other day, they were going on and on about it on this TV. And I was, in my instinct, I was like, oh, for God's sake, will you stop talking about this? And then two seconds later, I was like, nope, okay, no, I don't. Because I was brought up, not necessarily to not be able to talk about things, but there was very much that in the 80s and 90s where it was pull yourself together, yeah. be a man don't cry etc etc and then you know my my parents were amazing but society in general is very much like that so even i have to kind of snap out of it sometimes and you know imagine if we just taught this in schools and, and show people because as i started when we started i said a lot of the trouble is people are scared to go and ask if someone needs help because they don't know what to do they don't know what to say so they i think they shy away from it yeah, I think that's what that's a really, really good, important part you've just struck on there. Because with children, because like um, obviously I'm one of the ambassadors for Bodyguards Against Bullying, and that's the point of what we yeah. we promote out there. It's basically stop bullying because bullying starts. It can be from childhood all the way up to adults. Of it course, covers yeah. a whole broad spectrum. But mm -hmm. what it is as well is I would honestly say if they brought in that training, that education for children, because as you know yourself as a coach majority of actual behaviors are from childhood up yeah they are brought from childhood isn't it yeah every behavior is learnt. we aren't yeah. born with anything the only um fears if you like that we're born with are the fear of loud noises and falling yeah. and they're the only things we're born with and so every single behavior we learn absolutely and, and that's really once again going back to the environment you grow up in because yeah. obviously I grew up in the same environment when you grew up in the, the 80s and there was a big tough man attitude and, you yeah. know, men don't cry and, you know, men are tough. And it was almost like a persona we had, you know, you had to live. Yeah. And back then there wasn't that part. And then it was basically you had to be silent. But now it's breaking those barriers down again. It's removing the personas, it's removing the negative, like almost infrastructure almost in that part. Yeah. And it's just breaking that down. And if we can then reverse this and start teaching our children in schools, they've got the, you know, they've got the, the money there to, yeah. you know, to support this. The programs are in place. If you actually looked at it, it's like, let's break it down. Because once again, it all starts from childhood. Yeah. Because like I said, yeah. there's only two parts that are actually, you know, naturally there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I would say this, uh, that side, and then there's the other side of my personal training or gym manager side, where I think instead of having cooking classes, we should have taught people, we taught kids about nutrition and yeah. micros and macros and calories and healthy yeah. eating, because I was there making cake and coleslaw, I remember, and all these things yeah. is great, and you learn how to do it. But if I'd learned how to control my nutrition in a healthy way, that would have been far more beneficial to me as, you know, moving into adulthood. But a lot of people at the gym and went clients, they don't, they don't know what a macro is. They don't know what a micro is. They don't know what they should be eating. And if we could have yeah. taught that as well, then that would have had a huge, huge impact or would have a huge impact. So yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and influence the government. <laughs> exactly. I, th I think there needs to be some change, though, on that level. Yeah. Because look at it is, whenever there's a problem, identify the problem. 
Yeah. So if you see there's a problem there, don't if and identify it. And I kind of like use this broken down as so-called ice. Or you can look at the ace as well. Uh, yeah. So acknowledge the problem. Then you basically look at the the C, which is really really important. So you've kind of got to like challenge it. You've got to yeah. challenge what is the problem, and then you've got to explore the problem. So how do yeah. you explore? Where do you find a? There's always a solution in every problem. Yeah. I will look at it. Is there's always something there that you can pull out. There's a positive or that negative. So you can remove that, take out positive out of it. And it's the same as schools. If we look at children, what are they actually being taught? Yeah. And if they, you've broke out down, and like you said, if you work on both physical health, mental health, yeah. you know, even down to diets and things like that, and let's break it down and put that positive in. Because the yeah. more we can create a positive child and we can create the best, you know, the best it can for the children, then look at what they're going to do as an adult. Yeah. It's pointless saying, right, you're going to learn, like, I want you to learn, you know, some of the things the kids are bringing home now. You're like, that, that we didn't even teach. But then I've seen kids that don't even know clocks. And you're like, hang on, is that not a bit back yeah. to front? You know, they, <laughs> exactly. you know they, they want them to learn this high level maths at a young age, but yet they don't know the basics. They've kind of skipped a lot of levels. Yeah. So I think they need to reverse and then start again. Yeah, I mean, statistics was one of my GCSEs and, you know, have I used it? Maybe. I don't yeah. really, don't, can't really recall. Obviously, math's very important and use that every day in, in a way. But there are some things that I think, and, and if, if we're not talking about necessarily getting rid of other stuff, just make room for this. Yeah. Just make room for it and make room for those normal conversations about it as well. So, you know, the more that we, you know, you, I and, and everybody else, you know, both of us follow and we're connected with and everybody out there, the more we can be positive role models when it comes to this. This is the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think the, the biggest lesson I've learned and I've always based myself on this foundation is the truth. You've yeah. always got to be truthful, people, because you've got to be open, honest and say, look, this is me. I'm not going to change the people, but this is my, you know, don't ever put that fakeness on it. Because yeah. once you put that, if you're out there looking for masses of followings, that's all yeah. you're doing it for, you're fake. If yeah. you want that a big exposure, because what do you want out of it? That's your ego overtaking yourself. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, even if you look at it and think, okay, I've got a couple of thousand followers. Great. I'm happy with that. People are connecting. I see my whole account yo-yo constantly. I see yeah. it. You know, and, but to me, I look at it as the ones that leave is only making place for the, what, the right ones. The exactly. people that need to stay and the ones will connect. But also on the other part of it is if like the Gravia, put out what you know, not what you don't know. So if yeah. you know something, be honest and say this is it. Even if it is someone who's got no qualification to say, look, this is how I feel, or this was a period of life that I went through, this is my honest feelings, yeah. be honest about it. Because you, once yeah. you remove the ego, maybe that's where we start breaking those barriers down again. Because yeah. it's not about likes, not about follows, it's about the positive impact that we have on people. Yeah, absolutely. And sharing, as I said, sharing the story and being real, being truthful, yeah. as you say, and being authentic and yeah. sharing your story. And those, you know, you're absolutely right. You're going to get the right amount of followers because they're following you for the right reason. And then, you know, if we if we speak out and we're truthful with what we're saying and we say it in a very authentic way, other people will look at that and go, OK, he did this and, and everything's OK. So maybe I can talk to someone as well. And so this is where, as you, you know, you said uh, some time ago around social media can be such a positive thing and if yeah. it's used in the right way. So, yeah, absolutely. 
And I, th I think what it is from that part, when you look at all these different elements that we've created, the more we can create and look at our own context and our own content, because yeah. that's one of the, like I always said, when I started mine, it was very much like two followers, put a couple of posts out there, let's test the water, let's try. And it was the first couple of posts that I kind of, well, is this going to work? Is that going to work? And then I found my ground. And I think what it is, is when you look at that as, anybody does you've got to have you know you've got to try this route or try that route or that direction or try this and yeah. then slowly you find that traction and I, but with myself i always started off with if you put something out there like say quo because to me great things can be said without actually saying it yeah almost you know they could yeah. speak volumes and i think yeah. that's what it is but it's almost you like i said i saw so many people especially on say a platform like facebook putting yeah. a post out there with no context and I think what it is, is more people, you know, and yes, we can define between, say, comedy and we can define about seriousness. But I think that's another part as well. Just using things in the right context, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, and, you know, people are going to follow who they want to follow and um, people are going to do what they want to do to either get followers or, or whatever they want to use social media for. And I... I've been over the years, been on and off of social media, and I've doubled my followers over this lo this lockdown alone. Yeah. You know, I've got just over a thousand, and I went from when I started talking more about mental health, it was only a couple of weeks before this lockdown, and I did it because that's how I feel. Yeah. It wasn't I'm going to do this to get more followers. I just thought this yeah. is really important. Let me talk about it. And I've gone from uh, I about just over 300 then, and now over a thousand. I've gone from 500 and something to over a thousand since this lockdown. And I'm not okay. I do get happy the more followers I get, but because yeah. I'm thinking they're they're connecting with me, I'm getting feedback that the posts I give are helping people. I had one guy just messaged me randomly saying, "I just wanted to say thank you for posting what you post. It made me realise that I don't need to stress about the things that I do in life." And I messaged yeah. him back saying, oh, "I'd love to connect." Didn't get an answer back, and I thought, "Okay, that's that was." all he wanted to say at that yeah, time yeah. and so the numbers as they go up i am happy because i think right well these are the right people now i don't have to post a topless picture and then promote it and try and get more people the numbers are right as you say because they're connecting with what i'm saying and i'd rather have that than you know 20 a million that you know that want to see me with my top off or something exactly yeah and exactly. you know what i'm not i'm not yeah. judging people if that's no no if they post no. their tops off i mean to be fair i don't feel confident enough to do it at the moment but <laughs> it's more about um i i this is what i'm happy with and yeah. you know that that's it but i think there's there's a level that you've got to be there's also pride as well there's that yep. part of where you're proud of yourself you you know whether you work out and you've worked out hard yes. and you're like right this is the results of me working out hard there's a level where once again there's ego or yeah. there's the other part of it where there's pride. Yeah. We're all going to have those self pride because especially if you've been working out hard, you've been on a diet, you've been on a workout, look good. You feel good. You're proud of yourself. And I think people yeah. should promote that, you know, whatever yeah, size you are. But, that, but why I said that, and I mean, I know yeah. some people that post that. I'm, I'm one of the guys who's amazing at, at um, all, all this stuff um, as Ryan uh, voice for mental health. He's got yeah. some, topless pictures he looks awesome and if i yeah. looked like him i'd be posting it too and he's worked hard for that and that's what i see but that's what i think is amazing what i'm saying why i said it is i used to post that kind of stuff to yeah. get more followers so it's me it's yeah. not about anybody else but once you've I identified to, it 
huh? the, the the positive part from that you identified that yeah you identified that reason isn't it yeah i think yeah. why because this year not been great for my training albeit i manage yeah. gyms but i don't find the time i've not found the motivation so i'm not really in a position where i want to post any kind of physique photos and what that's yeah. done for me is it's made me realize that actually for me it's not all about that and i'm enjoying yeah. having the followers i've got from from that but yeah absolutely my god it's a pride thing and you know all these people they look great and why not why not but for me it was more about let me post this see how many likes i can get and then i'd get upset yeah. if i didn't get any likes and if i posted a picture and then i lost a follower i'd be thinking oh my god like what was wrong with me because i posted yeah. that and someone stopped following me so for me it didn't work and that's you know, it's each to their own and, and whatever works for them. But I think what you've done now, you've put that positive spin on it. So yeah. you've looked at it and you identified that. Like, you yeah. know that behavior, like you sell yourself. You naturally fell into that. You started getting out of dopamine hits of mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, I've got like so many likes for that. I've got so many followers now. Great. Yeah. And it's that constant dopamine hit that people fall into. But what yeah. you also done on that positive part is you identified that and went, I'm doing it for that reason. Let's yeah. remove that. Yeah. But what you've done is you've benefited from it because, like you said, the increase in followers you've got are predominantly about you actually speaking out and yeah. talking about mental health. Because I know, and obviously we've got about like four minutes or something left, but just mm. quick on this one, and obviously the thing about the whole masculinity, there's that toxic masculinity, and a lot of men yeah. are that pride, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and listen, you don't have to have a six-pack and bulging muscles to be, to be masculine. Why yeah. do you even need to be masculine? being being a feminine guy doesn't mean you're not a guy you exactly. know there's let's stop typecasting people and let's stop stereotyping people listen be who you are from the inside and be happy about that don't try and you know be who society you think society wants you to be be authentic be yourself because you will only be happy when you're yourself you know if you're gay you're straight you're trans you're feminine you're masculine if you are really masculine and want to get bulging muscles and look amazing great that's awesome as well but just do it for the right reasons and do it for yourself because when you do stuff for yourself that's when you'll feel positive but if you constantly do stuff for other people you're never going to get all the ratification that you need because one person won't be enough and you'll look for more and more potentially you know so just do it for you and then that's when you feel really positive um be who you really are yeah, definitely, 100% there. So I couldn't agree more. And I think that's, I always like to ask people, what's one bit of advice? But I think you've just actually hit a nail on the head there. It is essentially that. Because as, as we are, as like obviously speaking now, and, you know, even when this podcast finishes, we'll put it out on the stories. But also, it's, once again, people who join us, listen, they get something from that. And they kind of, it might even click in people and think, actually, I've done that for this reason. I've done that. And it might not be something to do with social media. It might just be something completely external. But yeah. it, it maybe help people identify areas where they think, actually, I need to work on this or I need to work on that. You've always got your strengths and your weaknesses. So you've kind of, you know what you're strong at, but you kind of forget what you're weak at. So you can and, then bring and, and the two together. And very importantly as well, to continue the SWAT and, you know, yeah. analogy, look at your opportunities and look at yeah. your threats. Yeah. Because if you look at your opportunities, then the world feels so much better um you know your threats what are your threats and you know if your threats are negativity in your thought process do something about it talk to someone and yeah, so if, definitely. if we're allowed we're being okay with our weaknesses we're accepting our weaknesses we're removing our threats we're celebrating our strengths and we're chasing our opportunities that's what we need to do 
Yeah, 100%. Because I think that's what it is. Like, obviously, we could do a whole other podcast just on, I'm sure just we on will. that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I think we can do that, especially on that area, you, you know, your weaknesses, your, you know, that whole area. It's yeah. so much you can keep breaking it down and breaking it down. And I think that's what we've done tonight is broken it down, come from, because obviously we didn't really know each other like beforehand that well. And obviously we've, been connect, we've connected together, had an amazing podcast. But what it is as well, it may help other people. You might think, actually, I'll start chatting. I'll start talking. So it just gets that whole, you know, that whole community together. But like, Will, tonight has been absolutely amazing. We've obviously come Thank a lot. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No, yeah. you're more than welcome. And obviously, like, we will do one in time to come. And like I said, we've got a lot of guests coming on as well. And obviously, once the podcast finished, get your, like, obviously connect everybody over to your page. Um, and uh, can you just want to give a quick shout out for yourself and obviously where people can find you as well? Yeah, my, my Instagram is Will Life Coach PT. So it's W I L L L I F E C O A C H P T. And I am a clinical hypnotherapist, behavioral coach, NLP master practitioner, mental health first aider. I am here to help you achieve your goals and to better yourself. Anything that you're going through, I will listen and give advice non judgmentally. And there's nothing you could tell me that would shock Brilliant. me. I've heard it all. And right. I'm here to help you. Catch you later, Paul. All right. All right. No, Thanks I appreciate that. All right. Catch you later. Thanks.